Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast guest episode today. And I know uh, there are so many of you that follow every single episode every single week, which is so beautiful. I think that um, receiving any kind of consistency from a manifester or from a non-sacral is like the greatest gift in the world. So thank you for listening so regularly. Um, you'll know that throughout this year, the the kind of theme of the guest episodes that we've been doing is bringing on a whole bunch of human design voices, people in the human design space to speak to us about what it's like to experience a manifester, kind of getting this outside view of what is the manifester actually out in the world? How are people receiving us? What is it like to be around us? And as we kind of head in towards the, the remainder of the year, I wanted to change gears just slightly with our guest episodes, and that's commencing with our guest for today. In speaking to people who are not necessarily human design teachers, um, not necessarily even hugely into the human design language like some of us are, but people who have really extensive experience with manifestors <laughs> that I know do life really regularly with manifestors and are very, very used to us. So I am bringing on today our first guest in that kind of space. Everybody, welcome to uh, Erica. Erica Michelle, Erica Maram goes by a couple of different names. Hello, Erica. Hi. Erica is one of my favorite humans in the whole the whole world. <laughs> She's like getting this little face. Um, Erica has been working with me for so long. I think four years. Are we at four years now? I think almost the entirety of my online journey. I've been online for five years. Erica was one of the very first people that I hired and started working with. And um, she has adapted and moved through our team in so many different roles, in so many different spaces. Um, we even got to meet and spend time with each other in LA last year when I was there hosting an event. And Erica just flew in from Utah just to hang out for the weekend, which is so cute. And I loved it so much. She's this gorgeous little pocket rocket. Um, she is also <laughs> married to a manifester. So she has a lot of experience in working with manifestors, not just me, but with my whole team of manifestors and living with one every single day. So I wanted to bring her on to just give her a super unique perspective on what that's like. But you, my dear, are of course not a manifester. Would you like to share what your design is? What is your human design? 
I am a projector, actually. I am the brains behind all of the manifestors' ideas. <laughs> Just bring me your idea, and I will create the whole thing behind it. Create, 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 and I will just make the roots of that creation. I love it. I love it so much. She's she's a genius. Um, I think you were five one splenic too, aren't you? I think like pretty much everyone in our core so. team is splenic as their authority. Yes. Um, so I mean, as a projector, you move really fast. That like mm -hmm. splenic quality, <laughs> Eric can move yeah. really quickly. Guys. He's like really, really efficient. <laughs> on top yeah, of everything. I, I like I always like to say and joke around that time is money, but also if if I have something that it's not giving me a return on my investment, even if it's just I'm just investing time in it, I'm gonna put it in the trash. Like if I'm if I have something in my house that it's just for pure decor and it's not either cleaning the air or making the area feel more at home i'm gonna get it out because it's not giving me anything in return so i'm just cleaning it and letting it be there not giving me anything so for me that's not giving me any any kind of return so efficient projectors are so efficient yeah. i love it i try <laughs> yeah it's like you've learned to use your energy so well like if this doesn't give me something in my space if this is not an equal exchange moving it's out that's what's happening yeah basically so you work I think that your background is in graphic design yeah but you work as a, a brand manager can you tell us tell us a little story what is it that you do what kind of work do you do so you have it right yes my background is in graphic design um I graduated college with two bachelor degrees in art and art history with this idea of working in a museum and being the curator and then I graduated and I was like uh I'm gonna spend my life in a white room with paintings hanging in there <laughs> so pointless what am I gonna do walk the halls every single day so that's when I kind of deviated from it I kept the job that I had while I was in school and started working as a graphic designer. That's when I met Holly. And with the years, I've gained so many, not only lessons, but experiences in different areas. So having your own business, you learn how to create systems. You learned what works best for each business and what's more efficient for each business type and model if it's a brick and mortar, if it's just an online business. And with all that experience, plus my background and customer service and my background in art, it's just making that mix of like the masculine and the feminine energy of like what looks pretty, but what's actually efficient. Merging those two to create something more magical, more visually appealing that sells, but looks good. And today, it's just like basically a marketing agency that we work with a lot of human design uh, entrepreneurs. We work with course creator. That's basically our biggest clientele. It's just course creators and service providers that are in the online space, but they don't get understood by everyone because 
in this industry, we have different words that not everyone understands. Whenever you talk about human design, there's a lingo that gets involved and not everyone gets it. So in order to serve that audience that just felt unconnected with other marketing agencies that are very masculine and technical and systematic, that's where we come in and we fill that void, basically. And you do an amazing job at it, an incredible job. What I really love about the way that your it's, it's like your energetic signature. It's like it's the essence of you in your work is that you have this extraordinary ability to pick up the tone of something. Like you can read the energetic tone of the course somebody's creating or the sales copy that they've got or whatever it is, and you create the visual imagery based on that, right? You're able to to create these, um, not just graphics, but brands, these images, mm-hmm. this, this visual aspect of the energy that's trying to be represented. And that's really magical. It's really magical as, as a person who doesn't have that capacity, right? Like I can, I can bring the energy to life. I can bring it to form in some way to say, this didn't exist before, but now I'm going to make it exist in some way, but I can't make it a visual aesthetic like you can and there's just this awesome like complementary aspect to to what you can do I've seen you do it so many thousands of times over now with so many people (laughs) this ability to just like kind of capture them capture their work capture their product whatever it is and produce it into a graphic produce it into an image and like that's a that's a mastery. That's a mastery to be able to do that. Have you always known that you could do that? Uh, no. Actually, in college, when I was studying art, I was bombarded by other artists that, quote unquote, had a definition for what art was meant to be or was supposed to be. And therefore, what I was creating was not art like you are meant to create a b and c but i was creating something completely different and they basically didn't like it failed me in a few classes gave me bad scores and other projects but for me it was like this is what i want to do and being my planet projector it's like this is what i want to do this is what i'm gonna do and that's the end of it Call me a rebel. I don't care. But that's that's what's coming out. So take it or leave it. So I kind of knew, but no one was giving me as a projector that feel of confidence that I needed. Like, you're doing a great job. So I appreciate you for telling me. Oh, you're welcome. I've learned that working (laughs) with projectors. (laughs) Always make sure the projectors feel recognized and appreciated. One rule projectors right mm-hmm. and then they're amazing they're amazing they'll show up with everything yeah. I try so outside I mean let's we'll loop back to, to business stuff and work stuff but outside of mm-hmm. that your husband is also a manifester right yes an emotional manifester <laughs> he's he's a heck of a manifester tell us yeah. just tell us about that journey like what was 
Did you recognize manifesto traits in him before you knew that language oh, of yeah. human design? Yeah, I knew we were full on different. I wasn't a pro in human design. I barely knew like you're a manifesto, I'm a projector, that's it. We're different. Same as knowing that you're a cancer and I'm a Scorpio. That's it. I wasn't too deep into it, but I already knew like this guy loves to talk, man. It's like talking, talking, talking. Is he ever going to ask me how I feel? Is he going to ask me what I want? So I knew, and I didn't want it to just be like, oh my God, you're such a manifester. Because I wasn't getting the invitation as a projector. I wanted him to just be the one coming in and actually ask, like, how do you feel? And I mean, we've been together for 12 years. So by now we understand and we get how one another works. Still, there are some days that I'm sitting here waiting for the invitation. Like, does he want my opinion on what he's doing? But sometimes he doesn't want my opinion. He just wants to vent it out. And I'm like, cool, come on, inform me, tell me everything. So there are certain things that I knew, but it wasn't until like I went full in into this chart and I started to realize that's why it bugs me so much that's why he's the way he is like he's an emotional person he needs to create a pros and cons chart to actually make his decision i'm a projector and i'm a splenic projector so i go with my gut i'm like i don't like it move on show me the next he's there still sitting making an express sheet pros cons what are the probabilities and doing all this visual process that for me it's so exhausting but that's his way of processing things and I acknowledge that that's a very emotional manifestor thing to do me full on opposite let's go move on efficiency go yeah yeah I feel you we um uh, people who listen to the show know that like my youngest kid is a manifestor but he's an emotional right it's just totally different it's totally different emotional and splenic uh, uh polar opposites <laughs> in the way that we make decisions and experience life and we were out yesterday afternoon buying birthday presents for my daughter it's her birthday this week she's our, our generator she's turning 13 we officially hit our second child oh, into gosh. adolescence and um he he wanted to buy her you know those i don't know if, of course you have them in america those pop heads those like vinyl pop head toys mm -hmm. they come in like right so that's what she wants and uh, so we're at the shop and he just, of course, is getting overwhelmed by this wall of 3,000 pop heads. And we're, we're in his face because my husband and I, Jeff and I are both splenic. So we're in his face being like, what do you feel about this one? What about this one? Do you want to go with that one? Like, what does your gut say about Oh, and he's the anger is oh, like coming kid. up and coming up. And we're getting more and more impatient with the entire process. So eventually we just pulled six off the shelf and put them on the ground in front of him and we walked away. We left him and he just got to sit there and and sit with it and make his decision. Um, and it took him about 15 minutes. He eventually came back to us and said, oh, like I've, I've chosen this one and I chose it because it said it was special edition and that feels good. That feels really happy. I'm like this is just the emotional thing. Mm -hmm. So, so different. And and when you put that together with the, the manifest energy, it's like all of that emotion just needs to happen in their own space. Like yeah. 
they don't want other people's involvement in it mm-hmm. as a general <laughs> as a general experience, especially yeah. if they're like single definition too. Like it's they just they just want to have the intensity of that emotion and go through that experience and make through the, that decision without people questioning them and without people mm-hmm. like pushing in to their space to do it. Whereas like by the time anybody's asking me questions about my decision, I already made it, you know, three days ago. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's already done. It's already gone. Yeah. So I, I imagine that like living with a partner who is an, an emotional manifester must be in some ways as a projector that must be kind of isolating. Like his energy must push you out quite a bit. Yeah. And it's something that you have to know about your partner and learn to not only let them know that it's something that hurts or that it affects you because obviously that's their way of operating. But whenever you're in a relationship, there comes the push and pull. Like you give a little, I give a little because it's a compromise when you are in a relationship with someone. So in my case, it's like I need my partner to tell me how he feels in order for me to understand and not just get mad, get in the car and drive away. Because I don't understand that. I know that he's processing his emotions, but I'm not getting the information. I need him to inform me just so that he can get it out and not just bundle it up and then explode. So again, it's it's learning how they process things and how they affect you as an individual. It doesn't matter if you're a projector or a manifestor, but understanding them before you can judge them or say like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Maybe they're not doing it wrong. Maybe that's just the way they are. Yeah. How does how does your husband go with informing? <laughs> does he do it depends on the particularly topic. well? <laughs> depends on the topic. So he is great at informing about most of the things that he can sit there and talk about finances, numbers, the economics, politics, masculine topics. He can talk for days. Now, when it comes to his emotions, being an emotional manifester, it's very different. It takes him a whole lot of energy to actually sit there and express and explain his emotions to anyone, to me or his mom, brother, anyone. It takes him time and it's, it can be frustrating at times. And then some other times, depending on the situation, I'm like, do I really want to know? <laughs> yeah. Does that, have you noticed? Oh, you go, you go. No, no, go, go. Have you noticed a difference in that, you know, because you work with female manifestors too. So there are so many female manifestors just on our team and you've been doing that for so long. Have you noticed a difference in the way that he expresses as a male manifestor? versus how we do as female manifestors yeah and that has a lot to do with society society has taught men to just focus on like the superficial like you're meant to be this box and ignore your emotions my partner my husband he comes from military background where They're not meant to process their emotions. They just have to go into battle and lay it all there for their country. Mm -hmm. Did it hurt? Did it bother you? Did it give you 
uh, nightmares, all of those, they don't care. It's just go and do your job. So they are raised, at least here in the States, and I'm pretty sure it's all over. Men are raised with this bubble of like your emotions, put them there, toss it to the side, focus on what you have to do. You provide for your family. You work a nine to five. You do this, you do that. Your emotions, we don't care. Now females, oh yeah, women cry. Oh yeah, women are meant to have children. No one tells us, women, that we can also go into battle and lay it all there. They don't tell us that we are strong and that we can do the same things that men can do while still having our emotions. And we don't, I mean, they didn't tell men growing up that they could lay it all there for their country while still processing their emotions. So yeah, there's some very, very clear difference between female and male manifestors when it comes to informing. Female are way more comfortable congratulating and expressing their frustration versus men manifestor but to say no i'm out and they run because mm. again it's an emotion and having to explain those emotions it's very difficult for them for some reason mm. i imagine as an emotional manifestor too like if you have not been taught or or been given the space to recognize that the intensity of those emotions is there. It's yours. It's real. It's it's meant to be felt. It's meant to be processed and experienced. So if he's been in this this whole background, because he was in the military for a really long time, right, of just I suppressing do. that, yeah, suppressing all of that down and like I'm not emotional, I'm not emotional, I'm not emotional, then trying to get to the informing part is that must be nearly impossible to get to that, to, yeah. to even allow it to like come out of your body because you'd have to feel it in order to express it. It's a lot of deconditioning that the male manifestor has to go through in order to actually allow itself to inform on those emotions. When we compare it to a female manifestor, deconditioning and allowing itself to inform in terms of emotions. Yeah, yeah. What have you what have you learned about or or maybe even just experienced as being a projector married to a manifester? Like what's that? So I often feel like the the manifestor projector relationship I think is the easiest of all. I think that we have a natural just like mechanical balance of you know, the manifestor is here to start things and the projector is here to guide things. So it it generally just works. But I think that the the difficulty that we run into in the manifesto projector relationship, especially when they get intimate, like when it's a romantic relationship or a marriage, um, is that the manifesto, like we can be really harsh. We can be really brutal and kind of dismissive. And I think that that really hits at exactly the sensitive points in the projector, like in needing to be invited, needing to be recognized, needing to be um, celebrated and seen and valued. And and the manifest is just like charging down the track, <laughs> doing whatever it is that we're doing. And then at some point we look back and go, oh, well, I caused some damage there. What? Didn't even, didn't even see it. Um, what, what is that like being the projector in that relationship with someone, especially a manifester in the position that your husband is in, like being in a really, 
I mean, the military is a very sacral world. Like it's really not designed for the non-sacrals at all. Definitely not designed for an emotional person. Definitely not designed for an autonomous manifester who doesn't shouldn't be told what to do. I mean, God, it would have been told what to do always. <laughs> and so that must have had an impact, I imagine, in the, the way that you've been able to be in relationship with him. Yeah, it's it's an uphill battle for sure. Emphasis on the battle. <laughs> um, yeah, being, being the projector in the relationship, knowing how our energetics work, knowing that he's a lot of energy and I'm here like a vacuum. I absorb, I consume how you feel. It has taken me a lot of informing without invitation letting him know hey I know you're angry or I know you're excited but right now this is how I feel and I don't like it so I'm gonna move away like if you're angry I don't want to feel angry so I'm gonna move away because I'm gonna absorb it and I don't want to get angry because it's nothing to do with me it's you and your job especially in the military that it's a constant battle of like this soldier that soldier the bad all the politics surrounding it me being a projector that doesn't care two cents about politics because it's draining a lot of energy for me energy that I don't have I remove myself from it therefore I like feeling like okay I heard you but I don't want to get damaged by it in some way but Mm. then I have to also acknowledge him and let him know that I'm yes I am listening so I appreciate your informing but don't give me so many details just go straight to the point efficiency again and it has taken a lot of again the back and forward like inform me but go straight to the point don't give me too many details because I get overwhelmed by it because I'm consuming your energy I'm not having my own I don't have that wall to block it. And then, like you said, like manifestors have so much energy that sometimes it's like it it overpowers and it kind of makes us feel smaller in Mm. a sense is because it's so much. And I'm here saying like, well, yeah, cool. Okay. Bye. Am I even here? Do I exist? Am I just acknowledging so it's that informing the manifestor. This is how you're making me feel. This is how I feel based on your actions. And this is what I would like you to do. Because again, the manifestor loves informing. But the projector in me hates being informed in so many details. Just efficiency. Mm-hmm. Tell me. I need, if we bring in the graphic designer, I need a website banner. Okay, I'll make it. Send me the copy, send me the details, that's it. Don't go into the details of this is the image that you want. This is how much space on the left, on the right. Let me do my job without informing me on how to do it, basically. Mm, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. So having a relationship with a manifestor it's very different from working with a manifestor especially as a manifestor and an emotional manifestor it's 
<laughs> very different because an emotional manifesto wants to inform you of every teeny tiny detail on how he felt and why he made that decision on the title of that book. A splendid manifesto, for example, this is a title. I've made my decision. Figure it out. <laughs> I inform you of the title. I'm out. And I love it. And this is like 99% of our conversations, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Erica, I've, I've done this thing. Here's the relevant information. Take it. Bye. This is what we need from you. Bye. Yeah. I think that's why we've lasted the longest. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think one of that, like the, just the really non-covered parts of the projector we speak so much about the, you know, projectors needing to be invited and and projectors need to be valued and recognized and that projectors need rest and they're non-sacral and all of these things. But it hardly ever gets mentioned that that quality of the projector aura, whereas we like over-focus on it with manifests, like the manifestors have the closed aura, this big, scary, you know, and then the projector aura, which I think is just as important, basically doesn't get touched on. And that's that you have no wall you have no filter at all and even though every other energy type is all open right you're all other than manifestors everybody else has this kind of some form of open energy yeah um with their aura quality but the projectors are the only one that are taking in every single thing you experience at detail it's like the the smallest most finite atom like particle of of energy whatever energetic matter the projector is taking in every single one of those things and processing all of it at detail at depth and you literally cannot stop it from happening you can't turn it off you can't filter it you can't yeah you can't manage it right and so your only tool of management is to physically remove yourself Mm -hmm. from environments where so that there's just not as much stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I love that you talk about that experience with your husband of, of you know, him informing in detail and bringing a lot of that energy across. It's like, that's actually too much because... For me as a projector, yes. Yeah. And I noticed the same thing in Jeff, in my husband, right? If, if, if we're at, especially, it's like so obvious when we go to some sort of like big social event, you know, even like a public event, you know, if we go to a concert, we go out to the movie, your whole body's cringing, right? Like if we're I'm out, I'm cringing because I hate those. People, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like when I, as a non-sacral, when I start to get overwhelmed by all of that energy around me, I can really just put up my wall. I, I can mm-hmm. really like just hone in on that, that closed aura and say, I'm like, sweating. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I can't handle it. Right. I, I can block it yeah. out to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but my husband absolutely cannot he absolutely cannot and he just gets more and more and more fatigued as it goes on because he you know if we're surrounded by thousands of other people he's taking in every single ounce of that and processing it through his body to kind of like no end no point there's no Mm -hmm. there's no reason for it um in situations like that and I you know one thing that we've really discovered about him is that 
even though he's a four six, so he's actually extremely extroverted and like very connected to relationships and and far more friendly than I am actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he has always been seen as and classified himself as an introvert, and learning about him as a projector was where that finally made sense. But like, mm, you do actually love being around people, but the energetic drain of that is monumental and the only way you can manage it is to physically be away from others so Mm. like that is just (laughs) the experience of walking through life like that must be so different I can't even I can't fathom like I because because I've always known that if I don't want to take in other people's energy I just like like put the wall up block it out I'm not going to what is it like living in that experience where you can't, where you don't have that ability, where you're processing everything all the time? I've bolted out of places and I've left people talking and removed myself from the situation because mm. it gets so overwhelming and it's either, it, it gets so annoying, the fact that they either keep informing, even though I've asked the person's job because that's not what I need and they keep informing that I just I mean that was a few months ago I was buying furniture for my new house and the salesperson he kept on talking about furniture even though I asked him I'm gonna walk around and see what you guys have in store he kept on yapping 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 I actually started walking and left him my husband he then came to me and he's like left him talking by himself and I'm like I asked him multiple times that I wanted to see the story I didn't want him to inform me and tell me what they had he didn't listen so I walked away I went back a few years ago we were looking at different houses to buy and I walked into this house it was an open house therefore there were like five to seven people inside the house. I walked in, I crossed that threshold of the door. I went in into what used, like, I guess it's the living room, walked in and I felt like this wall of emotions. Like it was so overwhelming that I actually bolted out. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I left my husband and my son inside the house by themselves. And I, I went to the car because I couldn't. I don't go to concerts because of the same reason, even though I would love to. Because it's it would be a great experience, but I know how I would react. Having all that energy around me at the same time and not knowing that I can get out fast. Uh, mm. No, um, I'm not even going to allow myself to get in that situation. So, yeah, whenever something like that happens, whether it's with one manifestor that won't shut up or a space with a lot of energy, it's easier to just, as a projector, remove myself. So mm. even though we we constantly tell manifestors, I need you to inform me, it's also important to let them know that there comes a point that you have to stop informing depending on the people that you're talking to. Because mm. we also, the same way that I respect you as a manifestor for informing me, respect me as a projector that there's just so much that I can take. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I think that we need to recognize as manifestors in all settings that there is a 
um, complexity that gets added in based on who we're interacting with. That like a sacral being, a manifesting generator especially, but a generator too, they're going to be able to take so much more from us, Mm -hmm. so much more, right? Like we can, I found with manifesting generators, they can go head to head with me as a manifester and, and keep up and I'll tap out before they will. Right, because I'll be like my sacred stuff. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah, finished. I'm, I'm, right, I'm they can keep going. Yeah, but I I have known from working with projectors, especially for so long, and and a couple of reflectors, there's a limit. There's just a limit to how much you can move with us in our energetic space, especially around things like informing, because it's it's not that you're unwilling, right? And it's not also not that the manifester is too much either, which is often the wound mm-hmm. that comes up. It's just, I think it's part of the the nature of the relationship in, mm-hmm. yeah, we have this beautiful balance with each other, but there's a, a capacity that goes mm-hmm. with that, right? It's not, it's not endless. You can't I think a lot of manifestors approach projectors as um, just this very easy dumping ground. Like I can, yeah. I just dump it all. I bring all of the emotions and all of the stuff and all of the feelings and all of the whatever. I just bring it into the projector because the projector wants to help. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. They want to be involved. But then you're left with it. You're left holding this like huge weight of the manifestor energy when the manifestor has skedaddled onwards. And I, I think that's really true of emotional manifestors. Really, really true of emotional yeah. manifestors. Yeah, that's why I usually just explain it as a vacuum, you know, we take it in, we take it in, we take it in. And there comes a point out the vacuum gets full and you have to dump it out because it won't take anything else in with it because that filter is just so full that it needs to move itself away from the actual vacuum and go dump itself so that it can actually take more in. So that's why for me, a projector, it's, it's very much like a vacuum. We absorb and we take in everything that a manifestor in this case brings in but there's a point like sorry i'm out i need a break i need a nap yeah my husband takes a lot of naps you can tell I when i take like... my own version of a nap <laughs> there are many different forms of rest exactly exactly you know? yeah it might be just lounging on the sofa actually sleeping or just going out for a walk it's just removing yourself from the situation yeah let's talk about work a little bit (laughs) when because I you know when you and I first started working together I was not at all in the human design space I don't think I was even I mean I was aware of human design but I wasn't particularly using it I think I was a spiritual business coach yeah yeah Yeah. right with the Um, yellow pink and blue branding yeah, you you remember all of my branding. So, guys, Erica is, I mean, pretty much what everybody has ever seen of me, all of our branding, all of our graphics, it's Erica that has always been Erica. So um, it's really cool now to have people reflect back that, like, you know, we moved our branding, um, well, like August last year into the Manifesto community and, and we rebranded into mm-hmm. those purple tones. I've had so many people yeah. come back and inform me that like they recognize our content by that purple tonality, that like they see people looking at it on their Instagram, right? And they're like, oh, I know that. I know like that's the Manifesto community. <laughs> and I'm always, I'm so excited by that. because I'm like, that's Erica. 
like that is that's what Erica does that's actually not me at all I don't produce any of that and that's just really beautiful that like that's the nature of the collaboration right we're Mm -hmm. able to bring things together um what was that I mean like if we look at that before well before human design right when we first started working together and it was it was mostly just you and me and not a whole team of other manifestors did you notice Mm -hmm. that difference in energy straight away like did you it's kind of the same as like with your husband did you notice things immediately that were different about me as a manifester to other people that you were working with yeah yeah actually I met you through Emily and Emily is a projector yes you're a manifester so I I was able to see the difference between working with another projector working with a manifester manifester brings in that I know what I want in my business. This is the idea. This is what this product is going to be. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know anything about the branding. I don't know how to set it up. But here you go. That's it. Here's the Google document with everything. Make it look pretty. I love that. Versus working with a projector that gets very much into the details, very much into no and obviously depending if it's an emotional or splenic or going into the details on who that person is it's very different from working from a manifestor that it's the creator it's that foundation of what you're doing usually when someone asks me like what is human design I tend to explain it like imagine you go to the north pole I see the manifestor as Santa Claus he's the big guy he's the representation the face of Christmas. That's the manifestor. If you want to see the projector, he's like the main elf. He's the one that tells all the generators, meaning all the little elves, what to do. You're going to make the chocolate. You're going to make the, I don't know, the toys. You're going to make the bags. You're going to make the hot cocoa. That's the projector. He's the one directing everyone else. Because for me, working with a manifestor, it allows the manifestor to actually gain that confidence into what they're doing because they can focus their energy into creating into actually producing and giving that idea an actual turning it into an actual product and then i come in and i get all my gears into place and actually i don't know water the plant i guess if you want to put it into a metaphor and actually help the tree grow but you bring in the seed so it's that team effort that makes everything but in this case the manifestor community actually is Mm. i think that the thing that i have loved about that dynamic is that it's so built on trust so built on trust like whatever it is that i bring you or have ever brought you right you've always just implicitly (laughs) trusted it like Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're doing that. Yeah. If you've made the decision and you've started creating it, then it's right and it's going to be good. And it's like you are, are so willing to trust what I create that you will put your work behind it and you will put your name behind it and you will join me in doing that. Um, and that makes me feel really confident. Like I can really trust myself and I can really trust the relationship with you. And then on the other side, like I completely trust whatever it is that you're going to do I think we don't even really have discussions about any details anyway we haven't for years now right it's 
as we said before, it's, it's very, very much like, okay, it's very few. Google Google Doc. Yeah. 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 It's been very it's, few times that I'm like, mm, should we do it this way or that way? Sometimes I just sit back and look at it and be like, am I Holly? Which one am I going to pick? That one, obviously. If I have doubts, maybe I send it to you. But it's been like, what, two, three times in the last four years? <laughs> yeah, it's hardly ever. It's hardly ever that we bounce anything back. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, as, as the manifester, as the person that creates these things, like that's the scariest part of the process of doing anything as a manifester, especially when you're doing it publicly and it's your business and this is your income. And, and when we're at the point that we're at mm-hmm. where this supports not just me and my family, this supports a whole team of people within yeah. the business. So what I create has a weight riding on it. And mm-hmm. um, I need to be able to trust that the people that I've got working with me are going to treat that with as much care and with as much sacred attention as what I do, that they're going to bring their best to it, um, which you always, always do. And that strengthens that relationship back and forth. And I'm like, I, Erica will do something excellent with it. I don't even care what it is that you do with it. I, I often say that, like, take it. I don't care. Make your own choice. Like, I it's going to be great because I I trust that you hold what I have created with the care that I hold within it as well. It's like as a manifesto, when we create something and we have somebody else interact with it, we're, we're giving away our child, like handing Basically, over yeah. our child and saying, oh, God, I hope you treat it well. And I've had plenty, I don't really talk about it all that publicly, but I've had plenty of experiences which you've now witnessed in the business of people coming in and not doing that, right? Mm-hmm. They come in and they they don't hold it as sacred and they don't operate with integrity with it and they create so much damage, okay. so much damage, right? And it, we then spend ages like cleaning that up <laughs> in the business yeah. and working together. But it also breaks down the trust relationship that I have with them. I think that's yeah. a really important part, right, of being a manifester of choosing the people that are going to work with you. It's, it's more about trust than it's about anything else. Yeah, it's building on that trust and getting to know deeply who is that person that you're entrusting your quote-unquote child to. I have one of the girls that worked for me. She's a social media manager, and she does a lot of content creation and, and engagement with Instagram accounts. She's actually a manifestor, and she just realized it two three months ago just that's cool for me it's so cool because now she's like my child I'm like not only you work for me but now I get to share with you everything that I know and how to help you in business how to actually allow you to grow in your own business because even though she's a little bit older than me in age in the knowledge when it comes to business and manifestor it's she's a newborn so She's been getting to to know and allowing herself as a manifester to actually hire help herself. Because she's now in a rest cycle. It's just like, I'm working from the couch. I've been here for a week. I feel so bad. And I'm like, no, as long as the work that you have signed up for gets done, allow yourself to rest, get that done and move on. Stay in the couch. We don't care where you do it. 
And now she's looking for a VA to help her in those minuscule things in the business. We were talking a few days back and she's like, how can I make sure that I bring in the right people for me as a manifester? Easy. Ask them what their design is. That's going to help you know if that person is someone that you can connect with, if it's someone that you might feel more comfortable giving them your child, your business, the thing that you've been working on for a year to actually build up in such a public area like the online world. So getting getting to that trust part, it always comes with the risk. It always comes with the you don't know if it's going to be a two-month thing or a four-year thing. But you have to allow yourself to try and dig a little deeper into that person's being to know if it's someone that you can trust or not. In our case, I would say it's imaginated in heaven. <laughs> Stay with me forever. <laughs> Don't ever leave. <laughs> forever. I'm like the forever. unofficial aunt. <laughs> she's she's like the projector that that keeps all of us in line, guys. Like in anything that we basically produce here at the Manifesto community, you guaranteed it's got a very heavy dose of Erica <laughs> in it, riding it from behind, being like, guys, this is how we do it better. Like this is how we do it more efficiently. Can we more? This can we be we more efficient? <laughs> yeah, we had a chat. Efficiency. We had a chat a few weeks, months back about my check mark something. Like I love that check mark. Whenever things get done, adding that check mark, I yeah. love it. Can we let everyone else know that it's done? <laughs> I succeeded. I finished. Yeah, it's, it's my way of staying organized and being productive. And it's your way as a manifester to actually inform everyone else that you've completed your task. Everyone likes the check mark. Let's use it more often. 100%. 100%. And like we, I've shared a bit before about um, how much informing we do in our, our team. But we mm -hmm. have so many just really like subtle informing ways as well that like we utilize systems because we're a global team we utilize systems yeah. that inform without anybody having to do too much informing stuff like checking things off right like we use um asana for our projects right so somebody checks off when something is completed that's done we use a lot of like comments in google docs and even just receiving like an email notification so, for example, if I, um, Erica edits our podcast, right? So if I have recorded a podcast and I comment on the spreadsheet and say, Erica, this episode is done, and then she comes in and she marks that comment as done. So I receive an email saying, it's done. And I'm like, that's it. It's finished. I don't need to do anything yeah. else with this anymore. That's a That's a form of informing, right, without us even mm -hmm. needing to have had a conversation. We don't need to take that to email or to Voxer or to whatever, right? So I think that there's just a lot of ways that you can utilize the awesome technology that we have, like yes. check marks. Like we're using Google Docs, we use strikethroughs, right? Like when a piece of sales mm -hmm. copy has been done, the person will strike it through. Mm -hmm. So we know that's done. That's been scheduled. That's in place. That's you've informed me. Mm -hmm. It's completed. There are different ways that a manifestor can inform and we've talked about this multiple times like it doesn't have to be just spoken words you don't have to send a voice memo of 
20 minutes informing someone about something. It can be, like you said, striking off, highlighting something, um, putting a check mark, checking a comment done. There's so many ways that a, a person can inform someone else without having to go to the length. And again, if you checked it off here, you don't have to go to Voxer and send a message saying like, hey, I finished this. You want a price? I already got the email that it's completed. You don't need to inform twice on the same topic. Efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I think it's kind of a little hack of how we make yeah. informing easier for ourselves, especially in the context of business. Because mm -hmm. once you get into business and you, you develop a team, there is so much informing. Oh, my gosh. There is just so much. There's so much communication. But then there's this added layer of informing because you've got all of these people that are waiting on you mm -hmm. as the manifester to, to start the things, to do the things, to tell the people what's happening and, and where the energy is moving. So um, I think that we've discovered together a lot of ways over the years to just make that easier and faster and more efficient for everybody involved. Yeah. Tagging people like, hey, what do you think about that? The person comments, check it off done, informing check. Those are simple things and systems that any business can implement in order to inform the team. It doesn't, regardless if it's a team of two or a team of 20, you mm -hmm. can use the same system of Hey, when something is done, just check mark it as done. So we don't have to ask and go back into it. Sometimes in systems, you can actually say that whenever this thing gets check marked off, the next step sends a notification to the person. Hey, this task is ready for you to get done because previous task is done. Yeah. If you don't do that check mark, that informing, the other person doesn't get informed. So. Yeah. Yeah, informing is important. We get it. <laughs> so well, I'm curious about your experience in our team in working with lots of manifestors at once because we have evolved over the years to like, having having lots, lots of manifestors. I, you know, I, again, I, I say this a lot. I never know who picks up on what, but um, we don't have a sacral person. We, our whole team is run by manifestors, 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 and then a couple of projectors. So Erica okay. is our main projector. Yep. And then we also have my husband who comes in and, and kind of helps out with some project-based stuff every now and then. He's our other projector. But other than that, it's it's all manifestors. All of our content is manifestors. All of our backend is manifestors. Um, up until recently, our customer service has been manifestors, but Erica is now in our customer service seat. Um, all of our like support teaching, it's all manifestors. As basically the solo projector in that <laughs> team, what the heck is that like? <laughs> it is a lot of boundaries. Yes. That's what it is. It's creating that boundary of, okay, that's a lot of informing. I'm going to go make myself a cup of tea. That gives me, as a projector, time to actually process all that energy, all that informing, and create a, an answer. 
And it usually comes to going back into the message and being like, okay, noted. <laughs> it happens a lot. I don't have anything else to say except I acknowledge you're informing. Great. Can I move on nice now? Stuff. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the informing. It keeps me in the loop. It, it tells me what to expect. We do it a lot in the manifestor community where Holly sends every month a business update. It's a lot of informing. I sit there, I read it. And I think every single month I send the same reply. Yeah, noted. Okay, noted. <laughs> I've received the informing and I moved on. I apply whatever it is that applies to me. I'm going to apply it to my task. Everything else, I toss it to the side because it doesn't affect my job inside this team. So other than that, yeah, boundaries. Whenever I'm answering emails for customer service, do I know the answer of this? A little search on the email, ask another team member, come back. Let's sit there and wait for the answer in a few hours and move <laughs> on. Because if not, it gets overwhelming. It gets to a point that I'm like physically in pain. So mm. creating those boundaries between what the manifester has brought in versus how much I can take. Because again, it's a team of manifestors, but it's a community of manifestors too. Yeah, so you're surrounded by into, us. Yeah, it's kind of my whole <laughs> world. <laughs> going into, for example, our Facebook group, there's a hell of a lot of informing in there. Everyone's sharing their experiences. Everyone's sharing their thoughts and their opinions and what's going on in their life. Me as a projector, I go in and I get out. Do I have to change a graphic? Okay, I'll go change it. I'll go post anything and I'll get out. Because mm. it's a boundary that I have to make between my energy and the manifestor energy. Me, myself, as a projector, feels very overwhelmed with all that informing. So it's better to just go in, do my job, and get out. Because I know my limit. Maybe five years back, I would go in, start reading all the comments and all the posts, and try to answer to everyone. And get to this point that I'm like physically in pain because my energy is so depleted that I can barely move. So now I know now I just remove myself and just do what I have to do, what my job actually involves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like I've noticed that you kind of, um, it's like you dabble in it. Like you'll jump in and jump out. Like I, mm -hmm. it's efficiency. Again, like I'm, I'm here to absorb just the right amount that I need to absorb to get the information, to get the job done, and then that's it. I bounce back I, out again. And and the beauty of having an online business is that we can, right? It's like you have full autonomy over your own space and your own schedule and, and how you get work done and how you interact. Um, but I think that's really, that's just really significant information mm -hmm. because yeah. a lot of projectors get caught in that cycle of um, in order to prove that I'm worthy in order to prove that I'm valuable and that I'm good enough, I need to stay here and just keep absorbing. 
And I, I I promise you for any projector listening, like the manifestors are not noticing. We're not, it sounds Mm -hmm. brutal, but it's true. We're not, we're not noticing that you're absorbing all of our energy. It's not intentional either. No, No, we're not trying to. You cannot take it too hard. It's just, Mm. they're full on just, it's not that they're dismissing it. Like they don't even notice in order to dismiss something, they have to notice it, but they're not noticing. It's like having laser focused on something that you don't see what's outside of that perimeter. Here at the projectors on the corners, but you're just looking forward. They're not ignoring you. You're just out of that spectrum of focusness. It's not intentional. Yeah, it's the kickback of that quote unquote closed aura is that we we actually mm-hmm. don't have much of an ability to see the impact outside of it. We don't, unless mm-hmm. people are informing us of that impact. Like I'm not, I'm not really seeing how it's hitting mm-hmm. you. I'm not really seeing how it's impacting you unless it's, it's something significant and obvious and we have a conflict or whatever. But um, that's true of the manifesto relationship with everyone and even, you know, within our team because there are so many manifestors in the team. Like I don't know what's going on for them unless they inform me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of move along with the assumption that they're doing great. Like <laughs> everything's assumption. good. That's a very key word for manifestor, assumption. <laughs> I think we have to make a lot of assumptions and we have to get kind of uh, responsible with making assumptions. We have to be less narcissistic about the assumptions that we Mm -hmm. make, that it just, it's not about filtering it into our worldview of this would work for me if I assume that you felt this way or that you were going about things this way. But what do I know of this person and what do I know of their values and of their energy and of their boundaries? And then I can make an assumption because if we if we went around all the time informing people that we need them to inform us we'd be so angry we'd just be mm-hmm. so so angry and our whole lives would Bitter. be fixated on informing when really we're not here to inform we're here to initiate so mm-hmm. i think like making that distinction making that separation of yeah ensure that people in your life know to inform you but don't get so hung up on that right? That it, it's taking you away from actually putting your energy into initiating. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that one of the qualities that we have as a team, because we're so manifesto heavy and because we're really splenic heavy too, we got a lot of splenic people in our team, which is why we move so quickly. It's why we're mm-hmm. producing so much. Um, and small things, we tend to produce like bite-sized things yeah. and then we move oh, on. Man. Yeah. One of the qualities that we have is that we um, change direction often so we'll Mm -hmm. you know we'll mate whether that's like the individual team members changing parts of their job role that's a very common part of our team that somebody says I don't like doing this anymore great cool I'm gonna bounce that onto someone else or we're gonna hire somebody new Erica picks up a lot of stuff she's so much more consistent than we are um or whether that's that we like we want to change the brand. We want to change the tone. We want to change direction in the way that we produce content. So Erica, <laughs> you see how, how much of a role she plays, guys? Um, but we do. We change we change direction frequently in this business in small yeah. ways and then sometimes in big ways. What is that like being the person who, I mean, essentially is like the stabilizing force through all of those direction changes?
I've never sit on myself and actually thought about it. But now that you ask, I think it's personally for me as an individual, for me, it's fun. It keeps it, keeps it interesting because if not, it gets to a point that I'm like, I'm bored. Here we go mm. again. The same thing. And in business, especially online businesses, you have to keep up and change and move. And that's, it's a natural human being thing to do. We often change. We often grow. We change the things we like. We change how we see things. We're growing. We're learning. We're absorbing different pieces of information. So therefore, a business should, in my opinion, change and morph into different things from time to time because if not is it even growing is it yeah. even informing and, and delivering value to its audience because if not it's just a cycle yeah so in other words I like it for me it's been fun it's been the thing that keeps me or has basically kept me inside this team for that long is because I see how it's growing and I get to be a part of that change. I get to be a part, not only a part that actually takes action into the change, but a piece that gets to see how that change affects the business. Going from a spiritual business coach with one branding, how it represents itself visually in one way then to talking just to manifestors in the business world to now just talking to manifestors in themselves in that change in the last four years for me not only has it been fun but i've gotten to see how this the business has grown how something that was just holly mm -hmm. teaching people how to grow a business based on their energetics now it's informing and teaching and initiating other manifestors to grow in their relationship and their business in themselves it's been an experience for me that is it gets to be a fun experience mm, that's so cool i think that um a lot of the fear that manifestors have especially those in business in bringing somebody into their team is that fear of like i know i'm going to change I know, I know I'm going to change direction. I'm going to change what pathway I want to work on. Like I, my niche is going to change or my whatever. Something's going to change. I'm, it's inevitable. <laughs> change will happen yeah. and frequently. Um, and, you know, can, can someone keep up with me? Can someone change mm -hmm. with me? And I've certainly had team members in the past who have not wanted to do that. Right. And, and even other manifestors that have come in saying, yeah, I love that. I love, I'm so here for the change. But when we get to it, it feels destabilizing to them. And it makes them angry and they don't like it and they felt settled where we were. And, and now there's all this uncertainty in the direction that we're going. Um, but I think that the, I mean, one of the many cool aspects that we've had of working with each other for a really long time is that it, it shows that it's adaptable, right? Like there are, there are people that you can have really amazing working relationships with that will move with you and enjoy it in that process and celebrate it and and be able to bring so much to what it is that you're doing and that like builds on itself like you mentioned like this is we didn't go from you know like 
courses on masculine and feminine energy in business with just me teaching, like me doing one-on-one clients to like the manifested community, what it is today. This has been an evolution over time and it will continue to be. This will continue to evolve, but it's everything has been steady. Everything has just been steady, 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 steady growth. We haven't had one aspect that's been viral ever, ever in anywhere. Um, And I think that that's gorgeous. I think that's really beautiful. I think it brings this understanding of just the, the healing aspects of being able to grow steadily, mm-hmm. grow safely, yeah. just have people do allowing that with you. Allowing yourself, yeah, allowing just yourself to change and learning that just because you want to change something, it doesn't have to go bad. It doesn't have to affect everything in your business. It gets to be fun. It gets to be enjoyable. It gets to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, and that you don't have to burn everything down. I'm sure you've seen that yeah. time and time again with manifestors that we love yeah. to just burn everything down, right? And and I've relied heavily Let's on Erica. Start from scratch. <laughs> I've relied heavily <laughs> on on Erica's ability to do what she does at points of change when I've felt really like I'm just like let's just get rid of all of it all of it all of it we'll start again and we're just because I hate it all now no no I'm able to take one chunk of this change the thing that I really feel like needs to be changed and I can take it to this person that I trust that I know can bring their energy to it to help me bring that change into place um and that's saved the manifesto community from extinction (laughs) (laughs) it's been a team effort it's not all just me Correct. Correct. We've got a lot of other players behind the scenes. So your your books are currently closed, right? For for clients. Yes, um, ma'am. But you still are taking on people for social media scheduling work. Did I get that right? Yeah. Social media management still has a few openings. Um, my agency works with a lot of freelancers that we have vetted. I give my own account to freelancers see how they work how efficient they are how good they actually are at their job in order to vet them to see if they actually know what they're doing or they're just another side job so I have made a roster of social media managers that are really good at what they do that I trust them enough enough to have them do my own social media management and since I have a few of them, I have space for the rest of the year to actually bring in more clients for that. For everything else, work close for business for the 2023. Sad face for everybody who's going to miss out. But 2024, if you are wanting. It's coming that, soon. Like, yeah, it's coming really soon. And <laughs> and I know that there are just so, 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 so many manifestors that I have worked with as clients over the years who have then worked with you. Um mm-hmm because you're excellent at it. So if people are listening and, and really feeling like they want that brand management support, that graphic design work, that's not quite available just yet. But follow Erica's social media and you'll see. You'll see when she has openings. Um, and Erica's also heavily involved in our social media. So she does yeah. all of our scheduling, um, all of the reels. I don't have anything to do with the reels. I never create any reels. I don't know what reels we're doing. Oh, Erica I need Holly's voice. Unless she needs me to audio record something, right? Yeah. 
Um, and every single one of our graphics, which we get so much commentary on from people saying that they, they and love I appreciate, the graphics. And appreciate them all. Makes me feel yeah. seen. Good. You should be seen. So that's not, um, all of that work is not my creative genius. I, I write the content and that's it. And, uh, it's it hands over to Erica and a couple of other people to, to take it from there. So social media is such a difficult place for manifestors to exist. It's so challenging to play in that field. And I think that if you're in business and you're looking for support in any area, start there. Start, start with social media support. Start with somebody who knows what they're doing, um, is efficient, is able to represent you on social media and See how much that alleviates your energy to be able to then go and initiate more stuff and create more things because it it just has a massive effect. So if anybody's wanting that support, she's got spots. So we're gonna we're gonna link all your stuff in the show notes. Or technically you are because you're editing this <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> I'll tag myself whenever I edit it. Correct. <laughs> so you guys can follow Erica on social media. Um is there anything else you would like to share with us? No, I forget. As you were saying that about social media and manifestors, I ran through my mental list of clients in social media and all of my clients on social media management are manifestors except one. Yeah. But it's a projector. Everyone else is a manifestor because they hate social media. Point proven. <laughs> Point yeah. proven. Yeah, we kind of have battleground, right? Yeah, it's like manifestors are constantly complaining about how difficult social media is because it's so much responding all of the time. It's so much engaging all of the time because it's a responsive platform. That's And yeah. projectors respond better than we do, right? It, manifestors are the worst responders in the world. Um, and I, I think that we just need to cut ourselves some slack and have some compassion in that space of like if you're in business and you're trying to run business social media just get support just get support right you don't have to push through that all on your own until you're at twenty five thousand followers and then get support <laughs> get somebody who you can trust to do that work with you yeah someone that you can trust and also someone that you're you've seen that actually gets things done because you can hire so many other social media managers but making sure that it understands how you work as a manifestor understands your energy and the way you speak because again social media is for responding and there's nothing more horrible and soul crushing than when you see a manifestor quote-unquote account speaking in a lingo that it's not a manifestor, not even human design. And it's like you, me, as someone that knows not that much, but it's somewhat educated on the human design aspect. It's like, ugh, no. You can see right through the fact that it's not someone that knows what they're talking about or even understands what they're talking about. So getting someone that is in your realm that understands and that actually speaks the same language. It's going to save you a lot of embarrassment on social media. Plus, it's going to save you a lot of informing, letting that person know how is it that you talk? How is it that you do things? It's going to just pick up right where you left off. Yeah, I love it. 
it is a beautiful relationship to have and one that even just on a financial level expands your business it makes things better it brings more money in it frees up your energy so it's it's just a smart decision on a business front and it's a very um healing healing experience to have on a personal level so I love all of the work that you do for us. I love all of the evolutions of Erica that have been in our team. And uh, I plan to work with you in some capacity for the rest of my life because I adore you and I want you around forever. It's like adopted families across the country and the world. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you for coming and, and spending this podcast episode with us and teaching us about ourselves being honest and sharing what the experience is like for you um we we love you so much all of us here in our team we love you so much we're we're so appreciative of who you are and and what you do for us we know that you do it for us (laughs) you're so generous and giving um but I mean for for everyone listening there's probably no one in the world that I would more highly recommend to start working with if you are in business and you want support in your business, Erica is hands down the person that I undoubtedly say is the one to go to. So thank you for all the work you do in the world, my love. Thank you for having me. And honestly, it's been mostly my pressure. My pleasure to just be here supporting you, supporting your business, being part of the team that we have because it's it's fun. It's fun working with the team it it not only helps me learn about myself my capabilities but also learn how i can be better for the team and be better for other manifestors out there it helps me in my own marriage yeah (laughs) win-win i love it here's to more projective manifestor relationships in the future yes Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.